smell what the rock is cooking. Welcome back to, uh, oh, we finally found a name. Uh, I call it Rock Starring uh, for our podcast. <laughs> Could have gone with Starring with the Rock. <laughs> yeah, but I thought Rock Starring was more of a pun. So <laughs> uh, oh, um, a little bit of stuff to get out of the way first. Uh, first, it turns out, while I was researching a title for this, it turns out there is actually another podcast that already did Dwayne Johnson. Uh, however, they didn't start with his first movie. They started around Pain and Gain. Uh, and they stopped when he was in the Titan show. Uh, they also covered several of his TV spots, which we're not going to do. However, I do not want people to think that I am just stealing um, their idea. I honestly did not know about this podcast beforehand. Uh, but I am going to give them a shout out. I haven't listened to any of the episodes, so to avoid, you know, copying them. Uh, so... For anybody who wants to watch uh, their podcast, uh, hang on a second, got to look it up. Uh, I had a book. Should have wrote this down. You should have done your homework. I did. I even had it bookmarked, but I, I closed the bookmark because I had too many open. <laughs> God. Consummate Freaking millennials. I'm a consummate professional. Uh, Rock Talk was uh, the, the podcast in question they also stopped uh doing their podcast uh may 14th 2019 mm. so it's been over a year or almost a year yeah. uh so I, i'm not feeling too bad uh but to anybody out there who likes rock talk i hope we had something new like i said they started their reviews around pain and gain and that's several months off for us yeah. So at least we'll add something new now. Yeah, we're going to have a few things before that. And we're going to continue after. The last one they did was Journey to the Mysterious Island, um, which you know we're going to probably continue after that because they didn't do the Jumanji movie and all that. Yeah. Unless they moved to a different site with a different name. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't listen to this podcast. Uh, another p- shout-out I'm going to do is that our podcast was officially favorited by uh, the friend I mentioned in the first episode that I some- also did a podcast. Uh, it's called Dead Bat. It's hosted by my, my buddy John and my, our buddies John and Kyle. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody. They're, they just sit down and shoot the shit about geek stuff they love. It's fun. Uh, and they have great rapport. Yeah. They also did a, a brief video, uh, I think last year, uh, on YouTube, Dead for, Bad Extra. For a box opening. <laughs> yeah, box opening. I, I bought them a, a couple of gifts and they opened it on camera and it was really cute. Yeah. Um, I would. I, would I miss recommend. those guys. Yeah, we, we, we had to move, so yeah. we haven't seen them in a while. But I give a shout out to them, uh, and I might as well give another shout out to the people that inspired this podcast. Uh, can't get enough of Keanu, which is a really fun podcast that is currently on break because of the COVID outbreak. And uh, we just happen to live together. <laughs> yeah, we just happen to live in the same place. And um, uh, the complete works of Jeff Goldblum, which is a fun podcast, uh, and I would recommend both of those. All right, now that that's out of the way, today we watched, we are reviewing the long forgotten movie, uh, 2001 movie. Shut up. Long shot. <laughs> and uh, boy, was it a long shot. We, uh, we, we should go ahead and say that we both had very, very low expectations yep. for this movie. Remember when I said I. I wasn't looking forward to this. I, I rescind that. Yes. It, it turns out this might be one of the weirdest, be- weirdest 2001 encapsulation movies I've it, ever it seen. It was a time capsule of a long lost time. 
time period. Yeah. <laughs> and it has so many cameos. Oh my god. Um, there was cameos that we missed because yeah. we were like, who the hell is that? Why do they keep showing that person? And then we're like, oh. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to run away from the mic to get the box. Because <laughs> uh, I forgot all the cameos. Okay, so really, really bad at Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the cameos on the box, it says the cameos include C-Note, O-Town, Innocence, LFO, Britney Spears, Sync, Take 5, and much more. And they weren't lying about the much more. No. Everybody is in this from Art Garfunkel <laughs> to, um, what's the guy from Iago? Oh, that's uh, Gilbert Gottfried. 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 Yeah. Um, we looked up, if you look on the IMDb... There's literally 171 cast members listed. <laughs> there are so many people in this movie. And, and the weird thing is, the two leads, uh, the, the lead actor, uh, is name is Tony uh, DeCamelis. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And the, the other person's name is... The other actor's lead, the lead actor's name, or the lead male actor, I should say, is yeah. Joey Skullthorpe. Again, <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. And the lead female actress's name is Hunter Tylo. And again, I hope I'm saying that name correctly. And you would think that with all of the famous at the time people in this movie, one of them would be someone who had been in anything before this. Or after. <laughs> or after. But Tony DeCanalis, his only credit is this movie as an actor, and this movie as a co-writer, and this movie as a producer. He, he's in like nothing said, else. Like I said, this is a Neil Breen project with a budget and cameos. Yes. Like I told Megan, I'd give anything to see Kenny Rogers do a cameo in a Neil Breen movie. <laughs> yeah, he's um, in it for as a pilot. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Joey Skullthorpe, a really great last name for a supervillain, uh, has exactly three film ti acting titles, uh, and two. the other two are shorts. Uh, this is the only movie he's in. Uh, Hunter Tylo, the lead female actress, who doesn't show up until about the halfway point of the movie. Like um, we see her picture, but that's like a third way in, yeah. and then all of a sudden she shows up. Random. Oh, describing the story is going to take some effort. Oh, so, yeah. I so, remember so, more than you. Yeah, so, but we're just to discuss the overarching. Doesn't mean I won't miss some details yeah. because this was we'll, like we'll five movies. <laughs> she has several more. Um, she has 18 actress can, uh, credits on IMDb. But from what I can tell, there's only f almost all of them are television. The only, there's only this movie and three other movies, uh, four other movies. Two, three of those are TV movies. And then uh, one of which is called Shark Man that we have to watch. Came out in 2005. Not for this podcast, but Not just for this fun podcast, just in general. We love so bad they're good movies. And that's, and that's what this is. <laughs> and then one other one called Down and Derby, which I have never heard of before. Though it is a 5.5 on IMDb, so apparently it's better than this one. <laughs> um, the, 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 the movie is, it's just, it's just baffling. Because, okay... We might as well touch on The Rock first, because he's only in it for... Uh, okay, I made a bet 
when we watched the movie, we saw the rock scene. At the end of the movie, I went back to time it before this. I had to I do my homework yeah. to see if exactly how long the rock was in it. Yeah. I guessed 10 seconds. I guessed about 30. 30 to 40. 30 to 40. He's in it 35 seconds. Hell yeah! You got it right. Woo! Exactly right. Uh, right Sorry. in the middle ground. Uh, I was wrong. Although sure, I blew out admit, the mic for that one. Yeah, you have to admit, 10 seconds wasn't an unlikely in the cameo because it is so quick. Uh, and I also went back because it turns out, okay, the scene, and we'll get to this point in the story, but just to cover the rock at the start, because uh, this is about the rock. This is about Dwayne Johnson's acting. And he is credited as Dwayne Johnson in the credits. We yeah, checked. yeah. Okay, but just to, to cover it, he only gets one line in the movie, and I'm pretty sure it's... I can't hear half of it. Yeah, because there's a, there's a thunderclap and loud music, because it's supposed to be a romantic-ish scene before that, the mugging. And then it becomes intense, but like the music overtakes his lines. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the line, I believe, is, give me your money now. And now is the only thing you can clearly hear. It's so, like, now. Yeah, because the music <laughs> is just too loud, and the thunderclap is too loud. So because the production of this sucks. Shortcuts. <laughs> so I went back and turned on the, the subtitles just to see what the hell he said. And it says, and I am not kidding here, when the, the rock runs out, it goes, parentheses, thunderclap, now. <laughs> so we'll never know. No, we'll never know what it's Unless we is. get a copy of the script, which, <laughs> no thank you. No. I'm not going to scour through that. This is It's not worth it. This uh this this movie this is this hidden gem here. This hidden gem of insanity. Uh, as I mentioned, there are so many cameos and they are all so freaking random. Uh, the only Makes one that really no freaking sense. The probably the best ones cuz the partly cuz I knew who they were and partly because they were prominent are the in sync cameos. Oh my god. I think every one of them killed me in one way or another. Uh, but before we get to that, I should finish up the Rocks review. I'm, I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself yeah, because this getting, movie... Sorry. This, this is, movie is, It killed our brain cells, yeah, I think. It's, it's, we might have gone back to the... I, I feel like I'm 10 years old all over yes. again. <laughs> this movie has indeed... The, between the nostalgia of the cameos and the unlogic of everything... And the freaking coincidence of us watching together the day before. Well, we'll touch on together a bit just so people can get the mindset. But anyway, uh, in, the, in long shot, The Rock has a line we can't hear and the word now. He delivers now well enough. Um, and then it's a physical attack where this really skinny guy who looks like he stepped... He, both Megan and I were thinking he was part of... Uh, he looks like Henson. Henson. Yeah, yeah, he it's looks Hansen. like he's Hanson. Yeah, sorry, I said it wrong. No, he doesn't look like Jim Henson. No. <laughs> he looks like a member of Hanson, which if you don't at know... At the time period. At the time period, which if you don't know who that is, the guys, their most famous song is Mbop. The, which, it's... Apparently, I haven't I haven't listened to the recent stuff, but apparently the recent stuff is way better, you mm. know. But whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a but that's their most famous bubblegum bubblegum pop song. Yeah, I have a friend who is absolutely in love with Hanson, and if you're listening to this podcast, hi, I hope you feel better. She's currently sick right now, but she she loved Hanson back in the day. She still does. 
This guy looked like he stepped right out of the Van Hansen from but that era. But he's just, like, slightly taller. He's slightly taller, and, and he has a physical confrontation with The Rock and kicks his ass, which I don't buy. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> so unrealistic. They make the point of showing he's a he's trying to be, like, the kid is trained to boxing. And he's a basketball player. But I'm like, no, it's it's it's... <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. It's not happening. He's not gonna. If, if Dwayne Johnson tries it's to mug so you, it's so laughable, and the scene is so unnecessary, okay. which I feel bad for because this is the reason why we're watching the movies yeah. for this scene. This. And it's the most. There's a lot of scenes like this, but it's one of the most unnecessary scenes mm-hmm. in the entire movie. <laughs> well, now that we've covered for what we got to see, I would say it. It. it you can't really judge his really acting prowess because it's nothing. It's the funny thing is, if the scene was played for comedy, like an like like it was a police this academy movie. It feels like movie. it's supposed to be a parody, but it was taken so seriously. Yeah, that's what makes it funny. But <laughs> my point is, if this was a scene in like Police Academy or um, or the Naked Gun movies, yeah, where this humongous mugger walks out and this incredibly shrimpy guy kicks his ass, I would have thought the scene was funny and well performed by The Rock. The fact that it's entirely meant to be serious means I can't buy it at all, which makes it funnier in a way. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> so, this entire movie in a nutshell. It really is. So let's let's backtrack to the beginning of the movie and we'll talk about it as clearly as we can. You're gonna have to help there's me. There's like four plots. There's there, no, there's at least eight. There's, there's, the movie opens with what is supposed to be a framing device. Feels uh, like a Disney movie. Well, what did air on? I should clarify. This I, movie got a theatrical release only in Germany. And it got a. It was released straight to the Disney Channel in America, and apparently never was seen again until it was released on DVD, and then promptly forgotten by everyone except the people who love tracking down the Rock movies. Apparently, uh, this is the film premiere of Britney Spears, uh, which you know, hooray! I think it's uh, still better than her Coyote Ugly performance. Was <laughs> she in Coyote Ugly? Or not Coyote Ugly? What is it called? What's uh, the movie she was in? That there's a. It's it. It was actually. Released in a double feature with that because I saw that on Shit, I, on I cannot Wikipedia. remember the name of it, but it's a really bad movie. Yeah, uh, hang on a second. What's I it will. Called? Well, anyway, uh, when look I look it up real quick, I'll look it up. But while we'll get back to the movie, the movie opens with a wraparound device that makes no sense. <laughs> um, it's supposed to be uh, the Crossroads. Crossroads, damn, yeah. She was also That's in, the show, movie. She was also in Austin Powers. In she was also in Goldmember. Yeah, I remember Goldmember, but I've seen both those movies. I've seen Crossroads. It's terrible. Polly Shore is dead. Never. Uh, Fahrenheit 9-11. And then she didn't act again for 15 years until she was in Corporate Animals. She's not a good actress. So let's, no. we'll move on from that. But anyway, this Sorry, was her... Coyote Ugly is a completely different movie. Yeah, Sorry. He, this is her, her film premiere. Uh, but she's not the main focus. No one is the main focus except for two actors that have never been in anything before this, which is really and weird. And they're, they're not good actors. The, the massive <laughs> amounts of fame in this movie and the fact that it doesn't work is makes it hilarious. Like, if this was a passion project of, like, Justin Timberlake, I would buy it. But who the hell is this Tony the Catalyst? Like... I, I apologize if he happens to hear this. I'm not trying to insult you. But I just don't know how the hell you got all this star power in this movie. Yeah, I don't either. It feels like, who? What am I thinking of? My goodness, this. Oh my god, it just is so weird to have all these cameos. Like I said, it it feels like a parody movie with you know like a sequel like? of Together. You know, you know what it feels like. It's was, a movie within a movie. When I was watching this, I thought to myself, "We're both fans of I Hate Everything, the YouTube channel, and specifically yeah. his Search for the Worst." 
It feels and, like an Adam Sandler movie. Well, no, no. What it feels like to me, what it feels like to me is he, he has done a lot of reviews of YouTube stars that have gotten their own movies. And this feels like a 2001 oh, version of that. But this is before YouTube. Yeah, this is before YouTube. Except, like, if Tony DeCamelis and um, Mr. Joey Sculthorpe were YouTube stars and they managed to get all these stars in their, to cameo in their movie, I would understand this film. <laughs> but, <laughs> but YouTube wouldn't come out for another five years. Yeah. But that's what this movie feels like to me. Like, it, it's, like it's, it's like that, and I just don't get it. Uh, the director... It's, appara- it's a lot funnier than those movies, though, yeah. honestly. Well, because they're trying often to be comedies and don't come off as funny. This yeah. one, I think, is trying to be serious, and that's what makes it hilarious. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, but anyway, the, 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 the movie starts with a wraparound device where a bunch of guys, O-Town, for anybody who, has, who knows who they are, they're, they're, the most famous song they ever sang to me was Liquid Dreams. They have a couple other songs. They have a couple that, other hits. That um, Liquid Dreams song is... It's awful. <laughs> it's so We apologize funny. to any O-Town fans out there, but as people that grew up in the boy band era, I know they had they were the first season of making the band. Backstreet for Life. Yeah. Even though they're not in this movie at all. I don't know. They managed to escape the, the, this particular film. Thank um, God. <laughs> anyway, the, this did uh, not hurt. I'm surprised it did not hurt any of the reputations of the people in this movie. I think it was forgotten because I don't think it was released in America until like a year after it came out in Germany. That's um, true. And then immediately squashed. I'm surprised there's a DVD of this. I know. I really am. But anyway, <laughs> so in the story, the story opens with O Town just in their their I guess palatial house screwing around. Like maybe it was the making of the band house. I don't know if they had a house in that show. I never watched I don't the know. band. No. Um, and then uh, O Town get uh, uh, they start watching a, a commercial for a VHS release of a movie called Long Shot that is supposed to be the movie you get to have a copy of the movie before the movie comes out. And the commercial looks like it's supposed to be a parody of bad late night commercials like the at the time. The guy answers the phone and it's clearly not plugged in and they're making fun of this commercial because you know that's what you do with the bros. You sit around making fun of commercials yeah. and commercials and joke. And then, and, but then it turns out somebody, their next door neighbor or one of them actually ordered it and it arrives right then, the long shot VHS. Which, it was really weird to see a VHS at all, but especially since we're watching this on DVD. The thing is, they're all making fun of it, except for one guy. And apparently he looks, everybody's like, this looks like something you'd buy, bro, but without the word bro. And then he bought it, and then it worked. So that was just... It's supposed to have two tapes. (laughs) Yeah, he was supposed to get a second one for, I guess his neighbor bought a copy? Whatever. So they, they, they have this thing where... They can, they're going to watch the movie, so they pop in the VHS, so you're already watching a movie of a movie, which is so weird. It was like, it was like they were trying to do a Princess Bride thing, where yeah. it's a wraparound storyline, but why this it movie... It works in Princess Bride, it doesn't work here. I don't know why this movie needed to lead in. No. And then the movie opens, and we have one of the most stereotypical, like, teen drama stories ever, where... The lead character who later kicks the rock's ass. Yeah, I know, right? He's, he's tall, he's thin, and he's at, at a basketball game. He's got long hair. He's got long hair, and, and he's got, um, it's 2000s, all the guys have long hair. All, Except all for apparently the bad guys. Yeah. But in this movie, he's, he's at a basketball game, and he has no confidence, and his coach says, you know, one of the team members gets hurt, they're two points down. And they put, the coach says, okay, you're the only player I have left. You have to go in there. Then he sits down and says that we're not going to win to the other team members that are sitting there. 
And Zach there was like only two points down too. It's not like it was like a massive lead. Yeah, or, or like they were way behind. But yeah. Zachary Ty Bryan is the is the main basketball player. He's he, you might recognize him as the eldest son from the original Home Improvement. He usually plays an asshole around this time. Yeah, because he's actually in Tokyo. For anybody out there who saw Tokyo Drift. Uh, the first third is terrible. And, it's the worst part of. But Zachary Ty Bryant is basically playing the exact same character from that in this, where he's a he's a he's an arrogant hothead and and like borderline abusive to his girlfriend. Yeah, borderline abusive, and he has a girlfriend that likes to tease and play around on him, which we'll get to. Uh, who's played by Topanga? She's from Boy Meets World. So Zachary Ty Bryant is the the lead basketball guy, and I guess he expects just to get the basketball and, and win the game. Yeah. But by her happenstance, uh, the main character, played by Joey Skullthorpe, um, not actually sure what his character name the is. What was his character name? I'm already forgetting bits and pieces, and we just watched it like 10 uh, Alex, minutes ago. Alex. Alex. Oh. Alex. And Jack is his older brother. Yeah. Uh, so Alex gets, um, gets the ball, yep. and there's only a couple seconds left, so he decides to take the three-point long shot, or the half-court long shot, yeah. And he misses. He misses bad. Like, that is a bad throw. That was just terrible. It looks like a throw I'd make. That's yeah. how good a basketball I am. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bad throw. He missed it pretty bad. And, of course, everybody hates him. And then it immediately cuts. Like, there's a voiceover of his older brother, Jack, saying that his younger brother always has issues with confidence. Like, and, it, uh, the abrupt voiceover is random throughout the movie. We yeah, gotta it, say this right now. Because it's not consistent in any way. And it never clarifies anything. Which no. is the reason you do a voiceover. He's like, he's always had confidence issues. But the thing is, they literally say it in the film over and over again. Yeah. So there's no reason for him to say that. Exactly. So <laughs> then, then we uh, we get a scene of him and his brother together. And he's he's telling him, no, just be yourself. And everything will be fine. You, know, be, you just need more confidence, Bro. Bro. <laughs> so uh, then uh, so then we get a few more scenes of the kid being picked on by Zachary Ty Br- uh, Bryant's character. I'm not going to look up his character in the story. And it doesn't being matter. And <laughs> overtly sexually, like, touched on by the cheerleader girlfriend of Zachary Ty Bryant. Did she even have a name? I don't remember. I don't remember. She's the lead, cheer- lead cheerleader. Apparently, Zachary Ty- uh, the- Joey's character of Alex works at a, a music store, CD shop. And in comes Topanga, and she... She's Topanga from now on. Yeah, she's just Topanga, and she feels him up top to bottom while in full view. And the best part is there's a girl, she turns around and gets mad at, like, she says, are you done with this loser, like, to Topanga? So, implying Alex is the loser. And then the two of them walk out together, and it's, it's like she, it's like the scene in every movie where the nerd tries to flirt with the hot chick, and the hot chick's best friend are saying... Are you really dumb enough to think you're, he's going to have a shot with you? Uh, you're going to have a shot with her? But in reality, she was the one who was feeling up Alex. So, so it's like it's like really weird because I'm yeah. like, he's did, he didn't do anything. He was just innocently doing his job. Yeah, <laughs> she walked into his place of work and started grabbing at him. It's really weird. And then we get introduced to Megan's favorite character, a really old lady. Oh, the old lady, yeah. <laughs> um, the best... Uh, her character in the movie is called uh, Mrs. Fleischer. Uh, the actress in question has since, unfortunately, passed away. Though she lived to the ripe old age of 101. Uh, her Goals. name, yeah, her name was uh, Ellen Albertini. So she's being uh, apparently just a regular bitch who comes in. Oh, and, and her, his why boss, does she come in? I don't know because she it just makes, comes in and meanders for it in, in a CD shop. This yeah. old ass lady in a CD shop. And his boss is um, 
oh god, what's his Gilbert name? Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. I've seen. We've said and this. he is so annoying in this movie. Yeah, I, I actually he, don't mind Gilbert Godfrey in most of his films. No, I don't mind him actually that much. He's actually pretty funny on like the I love the '80s specials and mm-hmm. '90s for like VH1 and stuff. Yeah, well, usually his cameos are legitimately funny, but, but in this case, he is legit an asshole. <laughs> yeah, just completely unlikable. He does get the best joke in the game. No, he movie, does get the best. The end, it's so at the we'll very wait. end. We'll, we'll, we'll save end. that gold. <laughs> yeah, that was a really funny joke. So anyway, um, so she comes in and is all huffy, and it turns out uh, she drops a necklace or something. It's that like has, a bracelet. I think it's a bracelet that has the name Alex on it. And he's our Alex is going to give it back to her, and then we're then we have the biggest tonal shift in the whole movie, where Alex's older brother, who has been his voiceover starts again. Yeah, he was just in the background, not really doing much, just trying to be a good father figure because apparently Alex's parents have been dead for years. Yeah, and he gets like he's driving in his really nice car, and then just random Hummer pulls up next to him. He starts talking to like one of his. Clients, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And who look, runs the his trust fund for Alex? I guess. And then the guy in the Hummer just pulls out a cone and points it right at his head. <laughs> and we're like, oh, whoa! And then there's a high speed car chase that ends with him being trapped in a in a in a alleyway. One of those alleyways that you see only in movies. Yeah, and how they knew because they have a Hummer on both ends. How they knew he would go down there, I don't know. I don't know. And then and then they grab him and he's throw like, him, "What about my car?" Yeah, they grab him throwing one of the Hummer. And then he says, what about my car? And the guy pulls out like a sci-fi cell phone and then presses a button and the car just explodes. Oh. I don't want to clarify, there's no scene where we there's see... There's no setup for this. No, they don't, they don't throw like a, a bomb in the car or anything like that. It just suddenly explodes. <laughs> We're just like, whoa, what just happened? It's like a completely different movie now. Yeah, and then he gets uh, he gets dragged to, uh, to meet Paul Sorvino, who if you've never... Have you ever seen any... Any mob, mob movie from the 80s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, you've seen Paul Servino. Uh, he's, uh, he's in a lot of mob movies. He's also in um, Devil's Carnival as God. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's also in um, Rocketeer as the lead mob boss, which right. I absolutely love. Yeah. That movie. He's, uh, he's the comedic mob boss that we see often. Yeah, and, and this one... Apparently he's just a businessman. I don't know. I, I don't know because he kills people. Yeah, well, the, okay. In we the most convoluted way possible. Yeah, he, not only does Jack get taken away in the Hummer, he then gets taken away, he gets taken to a building, dragged up to the top of the building, taken on a helicopter, and then dropped from that helicopter into Paul Servino's yeah, yard. Yeah, he's trapped 10 feet from a helicopter, but he's fine. It's okay. Well, the best thing was he doesn't really, he isn't like protesting or screaming for help. He just goes along he with just, it. He just is like, okay. He just watched his car get blown up. He isn't worried at all. No, he's like, he, he's more sad about the damn car the yeah. entire time. So then Paul Servino tells him that uh, apparently it turns out Jack is actually a male prostitute or a gigolo or something like that. He's a fitness trainer, but he also... Moonlights as a gigolo? Oh, yeah, it's he sleeps with women on the side? Uh, I guess he's just supposed to be... I mean, I will admit, they show him shirtless. The man has worked out. He's got, <laughs> he's got definition on the abs. Uh, and he's got these really piercing blue eyes. So I guess there are women that would find him handsome, but... I guess. <laughs> but it's just so weird. And then we get to... Um, but Paul Servino says, you slept with my wife. And I assumed that he was going to die, and the story was going to be about the kid, Alex. Dealing with this 
yeah, Alex having to deal with the fact that his older brother, who's also his father figure, is now Even dead. Even though it didn't make sense because there was voiceover, but, you know, I was like, oh, from... I was expecting him to die and be a ghost or yeah. something. I don't know why. I didn't know what I expected from this movie. But it turns out that Paul Savino's character decides that... Th- this is a... the perfect spy for his organization. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has a woman played by the lead female character named um, Rachel, who runs a business that, Paul, that is about to be bought out. And Paul Servino wants to know the name of that business so he can buy a bunch of stock in it. Yeah, he wants to name the name of the business and where it's being sold to. Yeah, when specifically. Yeah, when. When and and who, so he can buy as much stock in that business as possible. Basically inside trading. Yeah, insider trading. And he says that he'll kill um, his best, he'll kill Jack, he'll kill Alex and Jack if he doesn't, if Jack doesn't do this. Yeah. So then Jack goes... Okay, and I guess... And then just takes off on the week of his birthday, which never comes up again. No, no, just so we're clear, they live in California, though I'm pretty sure they were sh- it was shot in Florida. Yeah, because they were at a, they had a beach scene, but they oh, weren't we'll on the, the beach scene. We'll, we'll beach get to the beach scene. scene. <laughs> but they, they, I'm pretty sure they're in Florida, and they're the, but they're supposed to be in California, and the lady, Rachel, lives in New York. New York, yeah. So he flies to New York to, to seduce Spy. her. <laughs> and on the plane is where we run into yet more cameos. There's been a lot of cameos up at this point. Justin yeah. Timberlake was supposed to park. Yeah, he's our, a park, parking valet. Yeah, and he, he makes a joke about how the music on what the radio What is this sucks. music? It's NSYNC playing yeah. on the radio at the time. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> that, um, that joke has aged like milk. It really has, especially since he's gone solo <laughs> in his own he's career. He's been solo for... What fifteen plus years now? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he he does that, and then on the the plane is where we get the cameos from Britney Spears mm-hmm. and Lance Bass, and Lance Bass gets as a, well as Kenny Rogers, and uh, there was also another dude. Um, I don't know who the co-pilot was. I don't remember, but I know he kept saying, "I like it like that," yeah. and I'm like, "Why?" Is that like one of the famous guys from like the '80s? I, I, I'm uh, guessing. I'll see if I can find the co-pilot's name in the IMDb cast. See if that sure. triggers a thing. But yeah. uh, the, the point is that Lance Bass gets the most cringe-inducing joke. But I honestly, love it. <laughs> he plays the flight engineer, but it's it's Our, honestly. <laughs> We're disconnected from communications. We need to make him in sync. And then he literally looks at the camera and winks. Yeah. And I'm like, this shit is wild. Uh, the, 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 the co-pilot's name was Harry Wayne Casey. Hmm. Uh, and it doesn't say anything except he was born in Hylia, Florida. Okay, so then why the hell? But he, he is in a lot of soundtracks. He's in the soundtracks for all these movies. So, so. maybe he's just like a... He's just another famous singer. How so many famous, like, okay, I want to clarify, the reason these cameos are so weird is because it isn't just, like, big stars at the time. This like, is not, like, from Justin to Kelly or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, well, it isn't just, like, O-Town or uh, and NSYNC and, and Britney Spears. You'd be like, if this was just a movie where a lot of them were cameoing, it would make sense. Yeah. Um, because if it was about, like, the music industry or something like that. Like, okay, we mentioned that we watched a movie called Together, which if anybody has a chance to watch that... Please, please do. It's actually it. really good. It's an MTV straight-to-TV movie that was made in the 2000s. It's really funny. It's about a fake band called Together. Basically, if you're a millennial and you remember anything about the boy band era, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really perfect. funny. Uh, but it's about a fake band that comes together and they have to perform. It's really fun. It's really funny and really well put together. Uh, but if this movie, if, if these people cameoed in that film, which was literally a film making fun of the boy band pop era, yeah. 
I would completely understand. I would have been. So, I could. I would have been sold that this being a sequel to Together. Yeah, but, but I would completely buy them being in that because that's what the plot <laughs> of the movie is about. They're cameoing not as themselves, just as regular people. Yeah. But they're in there because it's about the music industry. Yeah. This movie is not about the music industry. No, it has nothing to do with it at all. There's one subplot that comes in really late that apparently does tie to the music industry, but that's only. It, it's so out of left field. It's out of left field. But like I mean, everything else in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, it makes no sense that all these cameos, but it's not just like, and if it was just the pop stars at the time, like they were all trying to get notice yeah. by combining their talents, like, well, a whole bunch of people, our fans, O-Town fans will go oh, see this movie. Oh, you like the Mickey Mouse Club? Well, here you yeah. go. <laughs> well, Britney Spears fans will go see this movie because Britney's Britney Spears in it. Is and then they'll see O-Town and go, oh my God, O-Town, I love O-Town now. You know, that kind of a thing. Liquid Dreams is my favorite song. <laughs> Or Innocence, or f- Take Five fans would get fine. Like, I like how you have to read it off the freaking cover. Because there's so many. <laughs> there is. I can understand. LFO. The, I can understand the cross-promotion idea. Yeah. But it isn't just big names from music at the time. Kenny Rogers, Art Garfunkel, and that guy who was the co-pilot are in this movie. And they're all, Harry, Wayne, Casey. And they're all apparently singers, too. And they're not from that era. But Kenny, <laughs> no, Kenny... Rogers is like from way before this. Yes. <laughs> so like why? he has some good songs, but like there, there is a only certain... if you like that particular genre, which is nothing to do with boy bands at all. Yeah, there is a certain level of logic to why they would agree to do this movie because apparently the director mainly did music videos before this. He only yeah. has like two film directions, and this is one of them. You can tell by like how he filmed people's bodies in yeah. that it was a music video director yeah but the thing is but also but that doesn't first of all it doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be a good movie Together was also directed by a guy who mainly did yeah music he did videos. an actually really good job but it, I can understand them doing this as a favor to him if this was like his passion project but the fact that the lead actor is also a producer and a co-writer tells me this is probably his passion project yeah how so, does he know these people? How did he rope them in? Did he blackmail them? <laughs> maybe this plot is based on that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the director owed this guy a massive favor, and he called in all of his favors from all the other boy men. I don't know. I don't know. It's a conspiracy. We don't know anybody in the music industry. We're making from... shit up. We're yeah. hoping that something sticks here. <laughs> because it makes no sense. It makes no sense. There's no logic to these cameos. It actually makes less sense than those YouTube movies made by YouTube, famous YouTubers like Logan Paul, because all their The more cameos, you research this, the less it makes sense. Yeah, all those cameos <laughs> in the Logan, like the Logan Paul airplane ripoff movie, he did yeah. airplane mode, it makes sense because all of them are YouTube stars. They all know about each other, but the guy, the main actors in this movie are not music stars. No! Like, if um, Joey Sculthorpe was, like, a member of, like, of Hanson and wanted to branch out into movies, and he just asked all these other pop stars and music stars to be in the film. Like, I legit thought that at the end of this film that maybe this was, like, his debut album Yeah, thing? The, well, we'll get to it, but it turns out he has a, a singing he, voice. He, after high school, he goes to start singing. But we'll get there. So, anyway, we're, this is... We're back in the... But nope. We're back in... So there's basically two overarching plots that don't make much sense in and of themselves, but they make no sense together. Yeah. But the one overarching plot is the businessman, uh, insider trading. Mafia business. Mafia business stuff. Broker. Involving, <laughs> involving uh, uh, Jack. Yeah. The and then the, the teen 
romance drama involving Alex. Who we, keeps getting into situations even though he didn't do damn thing yeah. wrong. He's so, looking at my girl. He's literally looking down into his bag. Well, he's looking at his best friend when the guy turned around. Yeah. But yeah um, so we cut back to the team romance, and it turns out that, you know, I guess Topanga's character is really only in this movie in the first half hour. She's like one, one, like one second near the end, but yeah. it's like just for a shocked look or something. Yeah. But, but it's it's really weird. It's 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 so because it's clearly like it's supposed to be that she has a huge crush on the main character of Alex. But and he's kind of he's kind of a loser, a loser. And he's a loser and he lacks self confidence. And over the course of the movie he's supposed to get confidence and eventually get the girl. Yeah. But at this point Zachary Ty Bryant is picking on Alex for no real reason. And Alex wants to kick his ass. Yeah. And He's not being allowed to, which is really weird because at the end he does kick Zachary Tyler Bryant's ass and nothing bad happens. Don't let anger get to you because you'll lose concentration. And then in the end, he kicks his ass and that's the right thing to do. I don't know. Messaging? He doesn't doesn't have an arc exactly. I mean, if he does have an arc, it was solved early on because he's confident enough to kick Zachary Tyler Bryant's ass. He's confident enough to kick the rock's ass. Yeah, for just 20 minutes. Um... So anyway, uh, so then uh, Jack, because, so he gets into a conflict, and then uh, his best friend, Zach's, Jack's best friend, played by Antonio Savato Jr., mm-hmm. uh, comes, oh, over to, to, yeah, comes over to look after him while Jack is in New York trying to seduce this woman. And he does do a legitimately smart, and I say this in the creeper sense, but a smart way to get her attention. Because it's, it's very clear she's been hit on all the time. They hired a very attractive actress mm-hmm. um, to play this part. And so what he does is he pays the bartender to... She orders a a white wine, and he orders a scotch. And he pays the bartender to accidentally, in quotations, swap their drinks. So when she gets the scotch, she doesn't know what it is. So he walks over and says, I think this is yours, and he hands her the white wine. And then she goes, oh, okay, and they switch, and then he sits down and chats with her. And it gave him an in that he wouldn't have otherwise had. Now that is, and a, it's actually almost kind of they actually have a little bit of chemistry, which is shocking because they're not very, it, like he's not a very good actor. She's clearly better a better actress than he is. Yeah, she was in Shark Man. How could she not be a great actress? <laughs> no, right. We have top to tier shit right we, here. We have got to watch Shark Man at some point. Uh, just on one of our bad movie nights, we have got to do that. But oh, I did not know that movie existed. The plot is that a. a Apparently, according to IMDb, the plot is that a, a doctor tries to cure his son's cancer and accidentally mutates him into a shark man. Let's drop this. As if you're getting off topic. I'm sorry. Here. I just want to. Sp- I've got to see this movie. I can't say if it's good or bad, but I've got to see it. Uh, so anyway, um, so he chats with her, and she gets really drunk, and is like, "Hey, why don't you come back with me?" And he literally has the voiceover line. There was something unusual about her, as in she was different. She was different as she leans forward, drunk, and like shoves the driver's, the cab driver's face into his horn. <laughs> so it literally honks. He yeah. goes burr because she just slams him right into the freaking horn. I'm like, God. Is that some, like if, again? If this was a comedy, I would get that as a joke. Like that it was. It was supposed to be like there was something unusual about her, and the something unusual was that she was an she was an annoying bitch. <laughs> she was like but a freaking he, clumsy asshole. <laughs> but he sees something good in her. It's basically the the gender flip of him being an asshole, but she can save him kind of a yeah. trope. But 
It's not meant to be funny. It's being serious, which makes it ten times funnier. I know. I really, I don't think this I is intended to be a comedy. I don't know if it is or not, because it seems like there's moments where it is intended to be a comedy, and then there's other moments where it's taken, to, like, seriously, so it's confusing. Yeah, all the... The tone is completely confusing. So it really is, because all, all, all of the cameos feel like they are almost jokes. Yeah. But they're not quite there enough to be a straight-up joke. Except for the pizza scene. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, almost none of them are all, they're almost there to be jokes. Like the fact that the, the Rock has his ass handed to him by a kid that could literally, like, barely... The Rock's arm is bigger than this kid. I know. He looks yeah. like he could just run and break him in half. Yeah. But <laughs> it's... It's not done in a comedic way. Like, the no. joke isn't clear that it's He's a joke. He's clearly serious about mugging these bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if it was over the top enough, like, if the kid just walked up and then, like, grabbed the rocks. Yeah, like, grabbed the rocks pinky or something like that, and the kid and the rocks. He's like, oh, I surrender. I surrender. It hurts so much. Like, if he did that, it would be clearly a joke. But the fight. The Rock does, like, lift there's it clearly, by his neck at one point. Yeah, there's clearly stunt work here. Yeah, so it's 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 a little bit more like there is, like, it's almost being serious. But it is, I, oh, I can't tell if this movie is a comedy or not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me see what IMDb says. What do okay, they claim wait, wait, it is? Wait, 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 wait. We're on the plot still, though. We haven't finished the plot. It's, a, <laughs> it's listed as an action comedy crime. It is a crime, I'll give it that. <laughs> so, so anyway. Um, so, like, so it's supposed to be a comedy, but like the comedy well, parts are not comedic, and yet the comedy parts... Well, that, it's it's a comedy by IMDb. It doesn't, like, they list, um, but like, The, the Room is, is a black comedy. But even it's though not it's completely even, serious. Yeah, so to be yeah, so somebody probably just put in yeah, a comedy because this is now comedic. A comedy crime action movie. Like I, I said, I, it was a crime. It's a very strange movie. Uh, so anyway, we're we're back on the relationship between. So he doesn't do the the horrible thing of taking advantage of when she's drunk. Props to just him. Just sends her home and he then her like home. meets her creepily in yeah. a restaurant. She's like, "How'd you know? Oh, you told me about it last night." And she like. Was I weird? And her friend was there. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, he's like, no, you're nothing but a lady. And then he introduces himself, and he's all smooth with the friend. Yeah, and then kissing the... her hand. And she's like, oh my god. Yeah, literally, he's <laughs> literally walked right off camera. Like he is probably at most three feet off camera, <laughs> clearly still within hearing range. And she just screams, oh my god. Where did you find him? I'm sorry if I'm breaking the mic here. It's okay. But, like, that's literally the volume she was at. Yeah, she was screaming it. I'm like, the whole restaurant knows now, bitch. (laughs) So so they set up a date for that night, and uh, then uh, he ends up going with her. Like, they go to her place. They have a nice dinner. Oh, man, we forgot to mention the gay flight attendant. And we forgot that we... we well, he shows up again at the end, too. Yeah, the gay flight attendant is, is a great character. He's so... <laughs> he's, he's so it's 2000s flamboyant gay. It's over the top. It's so... It's so offensive, but it's hilarious. It's 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 so it's Tiberius. Yeah, you do not want to laugh at it, but it is You're so like, laughable. Oh, because it is so, oh. you're laughing at the extremity of how because you're like, flamboyantly the, gay this I'm, guy is. I'm like, look, I know a lot of gay people, and yeah, some of them can act like that, 
But most of them aren't anything like that. No, they just act like normal people. They're normal people. They don't have to act effeminate just because they are gay. Just because you're gay doesn't mean you're a queen every time. I mean, yeah, sure, you're a queen. He he literally makes a queen joke, just so we're clear. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he's There's so many more queens. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he's flirting with a British guy, and he goes, I didn't like your country. And the British guy's all abrasive about it. So he goes, I never really trusted your country anyway. What kind of country only has one queen? We have dozens over here. And I'm like, like, okay, first of all, that's not realistic. This is a British guy. He would have taken this with stride. Yes. Uh, Just, again, I want to clarify. I've seen Monty Python. I know. I want to clarify. This character is offensive, but... It's offensive, yeah. But I want to clarify, it is is hard not to laugh at how offensive it is. But that's this entire movie. Yeah, and props to the actor for going for it. He went for it 120%. He does not hold back. And again, very offensive if if you're offended by effeminate gay people caricatures. But it is really funny. I I, I feel I need to apologize, At least but I, I also cannot lie don't... that it was funny. He's the butt of the joke, but he's not a joke, which is wonderful. Yes. Like they don't go, "Oh my god, he's so gay." Yeah, if gets... anything, they're just kind of like the at the end of the movie when he makes that queen joke, the old guy in the seat just loses it. And yeah. sudden, he's like, "This is the funniest damn joke yeah, he has ever heard." At the, at the very least, it, they did not make it that anybody was offended by him being gay. No, nice. he just surprised people. Yeah. That was all. So anyway, um, uh, so they, th- this is around the time that we have the famous beach scene, which uh, the famous beach scene, just so we're clear, it's shot on what is clearly a either... A golf course or a swamp. A golf course or a swamp. It's clearly supposed to be the beach. They have dozens of really attractive They're women in bikinis. They're playing football. They're all wearing b- bikinis and yeah. have like the chairs, the lounge chairs out and umbrellas. Yeah, and it's Antonio Sabato Jr. apparently, I guess. And shirtless just, dudes. Yeah, apparently Antonio Sabato Jr. has been asked by uh, uh, Jack to look after Alex. And between scenes, the he decided... beach party? Yeah, between scenes, he decided to take Alex to a beach party. But they're not on the beach. But they're not on the beach. It's and just grass. Yeah, it's just grass. <laughs> there, there's some water behind them. It's clearly framed like it's supposed to be like they're on a hill, and then the beach is right below them. It's clearly but, swampland. But it's clearly <laughs> swampland if you actually look at the corner, which is one of the reasons I am 90% certain. There's a, there's that's a, Florida. That's Florida passing for California, because there is a Florida unit <laughs> credit, which means that we're filming in Florida. We, we lived in Florida for a long time. We know Florida swampland yeah. and gra- and we know what golf courses look like. So it's, um, <laughs> so then uh, uh, Jack finds out that Rachel has a daughter who's 16. She this, don't look 16. She doesn't look 16. She looks at least 20. <laughs> and not only is Jack suddenly very upset about this whole plan, which is a little surprising, that now that he knows that Rachel has a kid, because yeah. he's not upset that like she has a kid and the but, fact that he doesn't want to date her. It's the fact that this is what was finally over the line for him about being about suddenly. This. Oh, she has a kid. I can't ruin her now. Yeah, like <laughs> she wouldn't have a golden parachute or something. It's very weird. But the the funny thing is, um, he decides to hook his younger brother up. With Rachel's daughter. Which makes it so weird if they were ever to get married. I'm yeah. just saying. Because the two of them, he, he brings, he calls his, his brother in. 
He flies in. Should we date Nanako? Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 do a, they literally do a setup where the mom and her daughter are out in like a park. Yeah. And the older brother and the younger brother walk in and they Maybe introduce the kids. And she's like, I'll show them around New York. Yeah. They go like five feet away to a pizza shop. Yeah. <laughs> Which. And then they start, they start, then they do the montage. Favorite cameo right there. Yeah, they do a montage. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about the cameo because you've been waiting to talk about I this. I love it. It has three, okay, up to now we've seen two of the NSYNC members, Justin Timberlake and Lance Bass. You know, the, the famous ones. The famous ones. The other three the are all in this Cameo. pizza. Pizza parlor. Joey Fatone. Yeah. <laughs> two of them Joy, is Joey Fatone and... Uh, I can't remember the other names. I'm, I'm. It's been such a long time. <laughs> but um, but it's the other three members, basically. Hang on, I'll, I'll look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Fatone and... And it's, remember, there's hard cuts in between this, between back and forth between the two different plots. Yeah. It makes it sound like that's smoothly going back and forth between it. It's not. They're hard cutting. Like, one minute it will be in this plot, and then it will hard cut to the other plot, and then go back to the very scene that we just hard cut from. <laughs> I know. It's really strange. Um, come on. Where are you guys? I saw your cameo. It, it, like Megan said, there's 177 credits in this. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. Um, and I know that it also like lists the producers and stuff, but even if you list all the behind the scenes and stuff, that 171 people. <laughs> I know, it's just insane. Uh, we also missed the cameo from Dustin Diamond. Oh. Screech. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I left... He actually had a pretty good joke, too. I left high school for this. Yeah, I could have been just, an actor. He's just a waiter at this particular place. Uh, it's it's weird. Okay, so, okay. Uh, JC mm-hmm. uh, and Joey Fatone are the pizza chefs. And they have a running gag in the background where they're... Uh, the, clearly, the scene is supposed to be... Like in every stereotypical uh, Italian restaurant ever, where the two lead chefs are very angry with each other that they're not doing their job right. Yeah. Uh, like, what a, like, JC walks up with the pizza dough that's in pieces and he's like, look what happened. And then he's like, and then they start tossing the pizza dough back and forth. It's, and just, there's one point where Joe, Joey Fatone hits him in the face with a pizza pan. Yes. It's wonderful. And meanwhile, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, the last one, is keeps bother- stealing their stuff. Yeah, keeps stealing the stuff from uh, the main character. He's and- asking for it, but like, yeah, he's literally stealing. He he just keeps coming over and taking their I, shit. We're out of we're out of uh, pepper. We're out of napkins. Yeah. I need cheese. Yeah. He keeps bugging him. It's supposed to be funny, but it's that, not. That part's not funny. But because of, it's Chris Kirkpatrick, the last member of NSYNC, doing it, it makes it really weird yeah. and thus enjoyable. Just You just watch the background with the two pizza chefs fighting each other. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. wonderful. <laughs> it's it's a very strange scene. So then, uh, then there's a montage where Jack is falling in love with Rachel and, yeah, and I guess, even though it's supposed to be all in like one day, yeah. um, Alex is yeah, falling for Rachel's that... child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we keep forgetting that this is all within a week. Yeah. <laughs> just like Together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, together the movie. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, but then I guess by happenstance there was 
This is the most Florida location in the whole damn movie. And it's yeah, supposed they're having to be New like York. a pool party yeah, on a boat? To be, it's supposed to be New York. Like but a it's, floating boat kind of thing? I guess. But it's supposed know. to be in New York, but it looks so much like Florida. I don't know why they didn't They didn't just That's, change. That's shit that happens in Florida and California. Yeah. They should have just done a Florida location, and then they would have gotten away with it. But they really wanted them skyscrapers. I guess. But anyway, the uh, the the scene is that they're doing a, a competition where random people like it's a it's a it's a and I think it's run by another band, but I cannot. Is that C Note? Is that them? I guess I don't know. It's it's another. But they're doing a random thing where they'll put on. Yeah. It's like a karaoke competition where they'll randomly select somebody from the group. Yeah. Then they come up, they sing, and if they do a good job, they get I guess accolades. Yeah. And the first guy that goes up bombs like sh- crazy. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> and then the second guy that comes up is Alex. And uh, I should clarify, there's a scene between those yeah, two. Yeah, it hard cuts after the guy does a shit job singing and yeah. they throw him in the pool. Yeah, they just pick him up and throw him in the pool. He sucks so hard they throw him in the pool. With his clothes and his sneakers on, I would have been upset. And then it hard cuts back to the other plot where... What happens in the other heart? You're the one that remembers this story better than me. Except for this part, because it's not important. All What's... I'm thinking about is the stupid pool. Oh, it's the, it's the scene. I think it's the scene where um he calls Jack calls to say it's off. Yeah, he's, he's not going to do it, and then for the second time, for the second time, and it turns out the 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 mob boss guy Savino's character. Says his best friend. Yeah, had his best friend hurt or killed. It implies that he killed him. Yeah, it implies he kills him because he says he's not. Feed the fishes. Well, he says feed the fishes, and he also says he's in no position to take your call. Yeah. Which implies if this was a regular movie, he'd be dead Uh, or in a coma or something. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, but we find at the end of the movie he's alive. Plot twist: he's alive and he's running a Chippendales. (laughs) Uh, but okay, so we cut back and the main Alex, arguably the main character, uh, gets called up to do a, a thing, and he sings and he has a beautiful boy band voice. I don't know if it's like a song that he selected or made up on the spot. I can't. You said it was they I selected think it. I, he, they implied that he selected it, but then like at the end of the movie, they made it seem like he made it up himself. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Either way, he sings it specifically to um, the, this Rachel's girl that he daughter. met that day. Yeah, Rachel's daughter, and like <laughs> about how her. much he loves her. Yeah, and of course she's you know all about it. Like it's so he's hot. like so like he's really good, and they're all about it. Yeah, and she specifically is really like swooning. Yeah. And then we get the scene involving The Rock where they decide to walk yeah, home after night. <laughs> and, I know a shortcut. Yeah. Anytime you hear, I know a shortcut. I thought that, okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm 100, I was 100% convinced they were going to get kidnapped like by the bad mafia guy. Yeah, because when, when the, the bad mafia guy, Savino's like, character, says, get feed the fishes, I thought that was a term for grab the kids yeah. or kill the kids. And Kill the best friend, grab the kids, or yeah, something. something like that. Uh, apparently, he just meant feed the fishes because there's never anything done by <laughs> this guy. No, there's no, there's nothing done about like he. I guess he just really needed him to feed his fish because that, there's nothing comes about when that when he said after he says that. <laughs> so he uh, he goes ahead and he hits. Um, oh God, what was it called? He, he so they go down this alley because it's raining out. And the, the Rock tries to mug them, Dwayne it's Johnson. It's okay, it's just thunder, implying that there's lightning close by, but yeah. you know. Well, at that point, it was raining when yeah. they get in the underpass. But and when, then, yeah, it starts raining when they and get And then the they get mugged by Dwayne Johnson, 
and we can only make out the word now. <laughs> now! <laughs> His great cameo. Uh, freaking accolades right there. I don't know why he didn't get an Oscar for it. <laughs> and then I guess the next scene is the one where Jack tells Rachel. Oh, yeah, he tells Rachel what happened. What and she's not a for. good cry actress. No, get, and she gets really mad and says, get out and all that shit. Yeah. And then there's a massive time jump where everything. Okay, just to be 100% clear here. Alex, up to this point... Knows nothing. Knows absolutely nothing. He has no clue what this story... What the hell his brother's doing. He's, or he's why con- he's in New York. Yeah, he's confused because his brother's birthday he was that He thinks he's week. just hooking him up with this yeah. girl. Yeah, he think, well, he thinks that, and he also thinks that his brother... When he, when he sends Antonio Sabato Jr. to watch him, he assumes it's because he, his brother was afraid Zachary Ty Bryant would attack him. Yeah, he doesn't he know anything about the mafia plot at all. No, so he has no idea. But there's a huge time jump where not only has he now informed his brother and his brother has had time to process this, his brother is in uh, Rachel's office making a plea for the, his brother that he... We don't get that about. scene, though. We don't get the scene where We never see him, him explaining, hey, I brought you here because you were in danger. We don't get to see him, like, upset about it in any way. I didn't bring you here to hook up with... No, they just skip to the next scene and he knows what's happened. And Two he... scenes, because there should be that scene and the scene where his younger brother, the brother, is really worried. And because probably... he yeah. should at least, like, you would assume in that scene that he would let out that he's a gigolo, that he's partly sleeping with women for money. At least it's implied that's what he's Yeah, doing. that's implied, but apparently he's just because he's a fitness instructor. Either he's actually a fitness instructor who just gets a lot of women... Or he's a gigolo who goes with Mary, who, who dates He makes who way too much money to be just a personal fitness yeah. instructor. I'm and just saying. And you think it'd be a scene where, where the younger brother is like upset and how long Why didn't you to. tell me? Yeah, this is I would have accepted you either way. Yeah, you would think there, so there nope. should be those two scenes. We skip over both. <laughs> yeah, to we skip the, it. <laughs> to Alex pleading with Rachel. I could never Rachel. hurt your daughter. Yeah, pleading with Rachel to allow him to continue dating her daughter and for her to get back with... Um, with Alex, oh, with uh, with uh, Jack. Yeah. He even explains that the only reason Jack did this is because Alex's life was in danger. He would have. They, they. He only did it so I wouldn't get killed. And yeah. I'm like, we missed a scene here. We missed two scenes. And two there was full no del- And there was no deleted scenes in the track, like on the on the disc itself. Yeah, they so, may have been. They may have been shot. And they just didn't use them, but they aren't on the disc. They aren't on the disc. And I'm not expecting every... a special edition of this anytime no. soon. <laughs> Although I would buy it if it I, came I just, out. Like, the scene. <laughs> It's almost just like they. I'm like, wait, 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 wait! You skipped something. You skipped yeah. some character development here. Yeah, you skipped several character development. Like scenes. literally, they could have cut just... out the rock scene, which we it would have meant we never would have watched it. I know. But they could have cut out the rock scene and added that scene, and it would have made. They could have rock be one of his henchmen. Yeah, because I was expecting has, that. Yeah, the, the bad guy has like twenty humongous. Like I'm a big dude, and these guys make twin me thugs, funny. literally yeah. listed as twin thugs. Yeah, there's a pair of twin guys who are big uh, African American men. At least I assume they're African American, mm-hmm. and they're literally brothers, and they're like they have the same last name, and they're listed as twin thugs. And I'm like, how the hell do those guys not get more work? <laughs> All you have to do is put them in the background of any thug shot, and it automatically looks- it's interesting. Look, it's so much cooler to have giant twin thugs. Exactly. If you're a bad guy. If I mean, one one thug, awesome. Another thug that looks exactly like him, even better. I'm, I'm just sh- saying for your super villain, like yeah, and just so <laughs> the, the super, promo here. The super villain has like a like a bunch of gadgets. Too. Oh yeah, his 
spy equipment. He spy equipment. So I thought it was going to turn out that he was cloning his... Like, how he, he has, like, they all exactly, like, the same size and build. Yeah, from behind. You only ever see most of his thugs from behind, except for the one dude who he tells to feed his fish, I guess. Yeah. So he I was, probably has a koi pond or something. I was expecting it to turn out that they oh, were all Oh, yeah, clones. but how he kills people is, like, he has them seated in a seat, and he... They get hit with like soft. Oh yeah, we forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, they get hit with like softballs or baseballs until they get beaten to death. Apparently, it's, apparently it's or the beaten most, severely. It's the slow and the one guy it goes shunk and he's like ah shunk <laughs> ah. It's so the least pained thing I've ever heard. And just so we're clear, he, and he has them recorded on disc. He has them recorded on disc, and he okay, he specifically made this device because it's. A metal chair that has straps on it to hold the person down that's connected that he to has them. in his tennis court out yeah. in the open. That's what I was going to say. It's connected to the ball fire firing device. So the only way this device can work is as a torture device. It's not like he took the softball fire you see at like baseball clubs no. and then just pointed it at a chair. No, it's all connected. Yeah, it's so, literally built as a torture device. And the chair is coated in blood. Like, they show someone <laughs> blood lessons on it. And it's just out in the open. Like, <laughs> like all he has is hedges. Yeah. That, that's the only thing blocking people from seeing his literal torture device. There's no soundproofing, nothing. He's just open tennis court, fence, hedges. Yeah. You could probably, people could hear that pathetic, ah... From over their fences, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, so he has all this this scientific gadgets, which is why at first I assumed he was just a mob boss because that's always what Savino plays. But yeah. it turns out I guess he's just a businessman with high tech equipment yeah. that looks like it's straight oh, out of a. They also movie. set it up at the beginning, which is what they use. Oh, I forgot. They also break into his office. We haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. But they set up in the movie that his Alex. For some reason, in a catalog, bought spy equipment. <laughs> yeah, it, it, he clarifies that he he buys this pen that has a camera and remote recorder on it. He's like, it's spy stuff. Like and he, he bought it bought a couple. He bought a spy kit, basically. He, yeah, he said that he bought that specific piece, though, to record his classes. Yeah. Uh, but but he have, it implied he had the like entire kit, but that was the thing he used the most. Well, he uses the rest of it. The only thing that he used that for, the only callback to that in the movie is that when Anthony Sabato Jr. is looking after him, he picks it up, yeah. and uh, Alex says, don't touch that. And Anthony Sabino goes, okay, and he puts it down. And that's, that's the entire callback to the pen camera. Yeah. I was expecting that to be like a big, like, I thought the scene at the end was going to be the bad guy has like a gun to their heads. And, and he's monologuing. He's and monologuing. He and then the cops are going to break in. And he's like, oh, they were attacking me. And he's like. I have their confession right here. Yeah, he's like, he pulls the That's pen. That's just a like, pen. No, it's Dude, not. No, it's not. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> nope, didn't happen. That nope, didn't happen. No payoff for that. <laughs> but it does set up the spy equipment that does come up. Yeah. Later. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, so. He's there so they pleading get, with his case. What? He's pleading his case for his brother. His to brother. The, and Rachel, I guess, decides to take him back. I don't think there was ever a scene where they actually apologize. No, there's never a scene where they meet up and say, I'm sorry. And she's like, I forgive you. None of that happens. They just no. kind of like are together again. I guess at the end of the movie. So then there's a there's a scene where... The wife calls? The wife calls Jack. The wife like, that, I didn't expect any the of this to happen. The wife of the bad happen. guy. The yeah. wife of the main bad guy. We should yeah. clarify. He calls Jack. She calls Jack and says... I'm sorry I heard part of what he said. I didn't realize it was going to get this bad. 
And then she says, oh, but he has all of his personal equipment information is at his New York office. And we're just like, that's convenient yeah, as hell. Yeah, thank God he didn't have an office in, like, Antarctica. He didn't what? have a floor. I said, uh, thank goodness it wasn't in the Florida office or the Canadian office or Great then, Britain. But the best part Russia. is... Russia. And he, here's where the spy equipment comes back in, where the movie suddenly becomes spy kids for about 12 minutes. Yeah, it's wonderful. Because yeah, <laughs> they, they, the voiceover comes back, again, very random, and says, I have, this is one hell of a long shot. Of, and I'm like, oh commentary. my god. The creepy... <laughs> the creepy... Um, security guard that's sitting there watching girls' music videos. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be Innocence, but I'm not sure I've ever heard of them before. Yeah, no, it's some girl, sort of girl... Girl band. Girl group. I think that's who it is, because I think that's their group. cameo is yeah. in that one. They're, he's watching the music video of teen girls, and it's just creepy. It's just weird. And they apparently bribe the janitors to steal their, their outfits. They yeah. go inside as janitors. They go upstairs. Now, bear in mind, this is the top-secret office of a t- of a criminal asshole that a criminal, tortures people together. He, to a criminal stockbroker who has massive advanced technology, and he has a locked door with like a a, a computer lock. Yeah. And Alex walks over with his ordered through the mail spy kit, puts it on there, presses a couple of buttons, door opens. And when, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I I accept this in Terminator Two because he had like this cool ass equipment built. Yeah. Plus this is not Terminator 2. This this is he, he just ordered this and cl- clicked it on and it went, open the door, and they had free reign. They there was reign. no guards, then, nothing. No, and then he goes, they go inside and they start poking around. And he pulls out another device that has like weird lights on it. And He's his like, brother I'm comes waiting, up, what are you doing? Yeah, his brother comes over, what are you doing? He goes, I'm looking for magnetic fields I'm or like, something like that. Electromagnetic field in it. And he's like, there we go. And then click, the yeah, safe open. opens. The safe opens. And inside, and this is the part that almost had me gut busting, <laughs> although I managed to repress it. Not only has he recorded his his torture sessions, he has labeled them. Yeah, he labeled the name of his victims. You his know, victims. so he, and we're like, this is stuff that you do if you're a serial killer. You don't Does he masturbate to this stuff on his off hours? What does he do? I'm like, look, if you don't want to get caught, you don't save video recordings of your torture. Torture impossible execution. Yeah. And the best thing we're is giving like, advice to supervillains here. They, they want, it's, it's obvious stuff. Like this isn't like there are Disney villains that would think this more clearly. Yeah, <laughs> like look, there there's dumb Disney villains that would think you know that's pretty stupid. Yeah, Spy so, Kids villains were better than this. The, the guy from Zombies was better at playing shit oh, out yeah. than this. Bucky, yeah, Bucky. he was conniving. <laughs> so yeah um, so he's he's just terrible and uh, they, they come across the recording of the guy from the beginning that they saw yeah. being tortured oh, uh, oh. the uh guy yeah and they also apparently I guess Tommy is the name of his best friend the yeah, Antonio Sabato junior character because yeah. they mention oh my god it's got Tommy's picture and they don't have time to watch it so they just cut out of there which I'm like why did they even watch it in there in the first place they could have just brought it with them and watched it on a computer at home which we find out they do have one yeah. at home so we're like why are they and you would think oh maybe it's a tension moment maybe the guards come no they just walk out no they just walk out fine <laughs> they just walk out fine no, no guards nothing and then they put into motion their epic plan where <laughs> where uh, uh, Jack, so stupid. Jack calls 
and says, okay, this is the company that's going to sell. It's going to happen tomorrow at the, end of, at the end of business. And the main bad guy calls a stockbroker who works in the exact same business as the lady building the trust fund for Oh, Jack. yeah, yeah, she randomly pops up. Yeah, <laughs> and he... He goes, okay, I want you to buy as many... It's like straight out of trading spaces. Yeah. Uh, he says, buy as many stock as this as you can. And the guy who does the stock, the buying of the stock for him goes, but the exposure, sir, which I guess is supposed to imply that it will mean it's easy for them to be able to track the money and yeah. where it came from. But he goes, it doesn't matter, just buy it. So he buys, they buy a whole bunch of his stock. And while this is happening... Jack has contacted a random police officer. Yeah, I, to, I'm sure he's probably another cameo, but... Because uh, apparently like, he has... No, it's it's messed up. He, he doesn't show up to the very end of the movie, right? No, at all. And at, at the end credits, he has his own personal this-is-what-happens-to-him storyline. Yeah, I guess he's somebody important, but I have no idea. <laughs> I know. It's but, so funny because he's like, oh. You can tell in every moment in this movie when a cameo is a cameo because the movie almost comes to a grinding halt They're to make like, it clear. oh, you're who? And I'm like, but I don't, I don't know who the hell that is. They literally have, when Art Garfunkel shows up, he shows up with his entire family and literally... Um, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey literally stops the movie and says, It's Art Garfinkel! It's Art Garfinkel! It's the most annoying part of the movie. It really is. It um, was so annoying. I'm like, oh my god, somebody just kick his ass. Yeah. Uh, so, he, uh, so this guy is just randomly at the end of the movie. He's just a random uh, cop. And he apparently is very concerned about jelly donuts. I know. Uh... And, he, and I'm assuming this is a New York cop. Nope. He says that he's got. Yeah, it must be in California. Because so. he arrests. He's there when he personally arrests. Him. They they over they they overnight uh, the video. Yeah, the, to, to this guy. So he gets a box. There's literally a scene where he's opening the box. What's in the box? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and, no. <laughs> and then um, he okay he so so. And that's when we find out, like, all this happens at the exact same moment. Alex and Jack timed this perfectly. Yeah, it's, because it's time. Not only does it turn out that the the stock that he he that Jack told Savino's character to buy is actually not that stock that's going to buy her company. If it's, anything, it failed. It, it's and a he failing company. He lost all his money. He from lost it. all of his money, every last drop. But the IRS or somebody or the FBI is finding out about the stockbroker through his purchases. And they are arresting him. And then and he's arrested for the murders. He's been arrested for the murders. He literally, like, he screams, Jack! <laughs> like, he literally goes, Aah! and it's like, okay. Has anybody done a gif of that? Please tell me someone's done a gif of that. Nobody knows this movie, Eric. <laughs> we need beautiful. a gif. You need a gif making, like, yeah, program right program on here. For that. I need that. Uh, <laughs> gif, Jack! <laughs> uh, and then he literally just walks out with his hands out for the cops. <laughs> And then they take his arms and put him behind, behind his back. Oh. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, so not only is there no comeuppance for Jack, or, like Jack and Alex are supposed to be in danger through this whole movie. I never. But there's it no tension whatsoever. Okay. And it turns out that Rachel needs two million dollars. We find this out during the movie that she to needs buy two, back her company. Well, to buy to keep her company afloat for another year. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to where she gets the money from, but. Uh, because this has got to be the most random assortment of scenes in history. Because, okay, remember the old lady we mentioned at the early in the movie? Yeah. Midway through the movie, when Alex gives her uh, the Alex bracelet back, 
It turns out she has this really emotional scene where she mentions... It's actually pretty good. It's really good. The yeah. actress does a great we job. We forgot to mention that uh, Alex went back to California at this point. Well, yeah, but this, this scene is earlier than that. This scene is before he goes to New York. The scene where he gives the, the bracelet back. Oh, yeah, the scene yeah. at the end is different. Yeah, yeah. He so her, this is earlier yeah. in the movie before he goes to, to date the, the daughter of the woman that may marry yeah, his brother. Yeah, she got <laughs> some CDs, modern CDs. Yeah, but here, here's what he yeah. She gives this really touching speech where she had a son named Alex, and she loved him with all her heart, and then there was a car accident where she was driving, and her son died. And, and he was 15. And he was 15, and she's been heartbroken ever since. Mm-hmm. And Alex giving her the, the bracelet back kind of opens her up. She asks if there's a, like, a, like CDs he could recommend, and she, he gives her some. At the end of the movie, it turns out that I guess she has some money. Because she has a personal she, valet who comes in and, and gives gives her gives him some basketball tickets. Gives him some basketball tickets. <laughs> so and random celebrity basketball tickets. Yeah, celebrity. even though this stadium looks like a college stadium, yeah. not a, a high school or big. No wait, is Innocence the group at the end that's at the basketball tournament? I don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't know. The trailer. If we didn't know most of these people until we looked at the trailer. Look, I I recognize <laughs> Britney Spears. O-Town and InSync. And O-Town, I had to tell you. And and LFO, we had to look up. Even though I know one of their songs, I don't know what the band looks like. Yeah. So we had to look these things up. So I have no clue if Innocence is the girl group or the little, the the, the 12-year-olds at the The, end. The only additional stuff (laughs) this came with was some production photos, only like two of which I actually thought were interesting. Yeah. And then uh, the trailer for the original movie. Which which is great. Which we watched, and it was the one that actually divided up all the cameos. So it's like, oh, okay, that's who that was. Yeah. (laughs) Not only that, but like... If you do the, the, The trailer is... It cuts out part of a large Most part of the movie. Of the movie. It, it makes it look like the Disney movie just about a kid coming to terms with being scared and, and socially awkward. Yeah. And it's not really that movie. No. Uh, but I will say, if you do decide to buy this movie, and I would recommend it if you're into so bad they're good movies, and if you live through the boy band era, yeah. watch the trailer after you see the film to see if you can place all the cameos before you get the answers. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little game. I also recommend watching together. Like I know we mention it a lot, but I also recommend you watch that before you watch this movie because it makes it three hundred times funnier. Together is long shot only cost me five bucks from Amazon. Uh, Together cost me eighty to buy that DVD. However, Together is available on YouTube, probably illegally, but you can still watch it. I think you can buy it on YouTube. Maybe I don't. No, I don't think it's it's streaming on YouTube because somebody uploaded it. Oh, I don't okay. think it's actually. Well, get it while it. you can. <laughs> yeah, watch it while you can because it's well worth it. it it's believe it's me. hilarious. So anyway, uh, like so it's an actual good comedy parody. It's a good comedy parody, <laughs> I like this. especially if you live, especially if you are a millennial who lived through the boy band era. I would recommend both of these movies in this order: Together, mm. followed by Long Shot. Yeah, they will both be wonderful delves into the comedy of your. It youth. feels like a time capsule of a they time period that's past twenty years ago. Yeah, it's this wonderful. One, one thing I would say is, if you guys remember, at the end of the last episode, I read one of the first reviews on IMDb. Yeah. Upon rereading those reviews, almost all of them on that IMDb are legitimately terrible. They say this is terrible. However, all of them, with the exception of two, were from 2002-2003, and the two that weren't were from 2007. Yeah. This is not a funny movie in 2001 to 2008. 
In 2020, long shot is comedy gold. <laughs> we haven't even described the end of the movie yet. No, we're getting there. We're getting there. So he gets this this basketball ce- ce- celebrity basketball. Yeah, we gotta be clear: celebrity basketball tickets, whatever that means. Whatever that means, because it isn't like famous people. Like it's not. It's like not famous. even like in like a big. It's, it's, not in a, a, it's in a high school. It's the same gym they shot the opening of the movie in. It's yeah, the same It looks <laughs> basically the same. I, I'm pretty sure my college gym looked just like this. That's what it is. It's just yeah. a gym. Uh, it's not like in an actual stadium. It's, like, it's, it's not. It's not in the Bulls stadium or no, anything like that. It's, and for a celebrity, like you'd think celebrity basketball would either be celebrities are playing it. Or well, there could be celebrity a... cameos, and they do have a band that sings on their half. I don't know who the hell they are. I think that might have been Innocence, and um, but I've never heard of them before this movie. It could have also that could have also been the girl group. I don't. I know. don't know, but they also the they're other... a bunch of. They look like they're all twelve. The boys. The boys that do the singing, and you can't hear what they're singing anyway. No, they just look like a bunch of twelve-year-olds dancing on stage singing. Yeah, and then the um, the other thing that has okay, so, or, but. Either way, whether it was celebrities playing or a bunch of celebrities and they're going to do performances but on like the halftime show, you would think it'd be sold out. It's just a bunch of bleachers. It's not like a big stadium. There's a so, bunch of empty seats. Well, not only that, it's, just, it's not very big. Celebrity basketball. It's not very big. They have like an upper <sighs> tier, but it's mostly empty. Yeah. <laughs> but I just mean, I've been to a professional basketball game. Those things are fucking high. This is just a gym. There's two <laughs> tiers. That's <laughs> it. Nothing. It's funny. Um, so they do this thing where, uh, once again, a random person from the audience has to be selected by the people. They do the same trick twice. Yeah. First one it was music, now it's basketball. And it turns out that Alex, by happenstance, is the person... In the correct seat. In the correct seat. And... The chances did this ever are, actually... ast- are astronomical. Yeah, well, not in this gym, because there's not that many seats. I know, right? But uh, here's the question. Did this ever actually happen? Because I know there were a lot of TV shows that did this joke. We're, of the main character getting selected to play a bas- to shoot a basketball hoop to win for, money? Yeah. Guess how much money he's supposed to win. I, I know, but you can... Yeah. I, yeah. To you Three million. Three million. So exactly... <laughs> Just over the amount they need. So they'll right. have extra change at the end, you yeah. know? <laughs> and everybody in the movie is watching this game. Okay. Everybody! There's Zachary no, Ty Bryan, no, Nobody Topanga. in the stadium is. No, so. nobody in the stadium is. Zachary Ty Bryan, Topanga. Oh, we forgot he already kicked the bully's ass at this point. Oh, yeah, there was a scene earlier where he kicked the bully's it's, ass. It's not... It's we not, touched on it earlier in the movie. Yeah, the movie. yeah, we t- touched on it earlier. <laughs> Hi! We, we got our own cameo right here. <laughs> Meow! So, uh, so the... Uh, so yeah, he kicked the bully's ass at the beginning of the movie. It's not a big deal. And uh, at the end of the movie, but it was, whatever, whatever. So Zachary Ty Bryan, Topanga, his girlfriend slash niece. All <laughs> right. His his brother marries her mom. Uh, his brother and and the girl's mom. Uh, Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. Godfrey. And this is where he gets his the best joke. But we'll get to that in a second. That is really we will really get to that in a second. Best joke. Uh, like everybody that was in the movie. Is I'm watching surprised it. they didn't have a jail scene with the bad guy watching it. I can't. <laughs> that would have been shot. hilarious. That would have been hilarious. But oh, I should mention that he he doesn't the the bad guys. I guess quotable line because it's mentioned in the in the post credits what where they are now thing. Yeah. Is um he says I'm gonna I don't uh I don't I don't fear people, I beat them with big sticks. <laughs> oh that yeah, that was his big badass line. That was his big badass line. So anyway, so Alex gets chosen to do the big the big basketball shot. And of course, it's a half court. 
just like in the start of the movie. There's there's so much parallels, like the levels of writing. Are you here. nervous? Yeah, I'm Are nervous. You, yeah, I'm nervous. Are you? Yeah, he, he goes, does the breath thing. It's exactly as you expect it to go. Yeah, and then he gets ready to shoot, and just like every movie that's ever done a basketball goes, shot before, it's slow mo. It's slow mo, and this is where the greatest joke mm-hmm. that Gilbert in the movie happens. The the basketball is arcing slowly through the air, just like in every other basketball movie you've ever seen, and Gilbert Godfrey says. How can somebody throw a basketball so slowly? How can you throw a ball that slowly? <laughs> oh my damn! That's actually funny! That was really funny. <laughs> and of course the basket makes it and he wins the three million and everybody's happy. All except... that, no no rims. Yeah. Which I was expecting it to actually circle and then yeah. fall in the No, middle. it goes right in the But it goes straight no, in. But net, no, te- no tension as usual in no, this movie. No, but net. <laughs> no, uh, but net. <laughs> and then he, he, uh, he gets, so Got they it. win the money. <laughs> And it turns out that I guess the overhang of the two million is used to invest in in a Chippendales restaurant because oh, for no, some reason no, it's high end nightclub, Eric. It's a Chippendales. It's literally called Chippendales. No, that's the joke in the movie, though. It's a high end nightclub. His friend says it over and over again. You know, the friend we thought died and yeah. actually is alive and comes up with a freaking what are they called? The um. Sling. He's with a, with a sling. He looks like he's barely been beat up. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, <laughs> and then everybody's at this club. Yeah. Everybody uh, except for the bad guys. Uh, the the girlfriend, the uh, the the girlfriend's mom, yeah. his brother, Tenu Sabato Jr., the old lady. <laughs> the old lady's there, and she's like, um, I, I loved her post credit. Yeah, we'll talk like, about the post credits in oh, just yeah. a second. Okay, but sorry. I'm no, gonna... it's okay. I I want to get there. I, I really do. Uh, so. I can't remember all of them, but we'll get the ones we can. Yeah. So, and then there's a a, a scene. For some reason, we cut to uh, what was the next thing we cut to? Oh, they well, no, they they all lived. Then we get the post. No, then we cut to O Town. Yeah. Because they the, this is the oh, end yeah. of the official movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's happy. Like they cut around the. They're the, like yeah. Yeah, they cut around the club, and everybody's getting like girlfriends and stuff. And then we cut to reality, quote unquote, and it's O Town. And O-Town are really upset that they weren't in... We might have some of this out of order. It's, yeah. a, it's a really confusing movie. It's a very confusing ending. But they, they go, um, we have... Why were we in this movie? All those cameos. We could have been in this movie. It was a great movie. And then they say, hey, maybe we should make our own movie. And then they start arguing over who's going to make the movie. And then one of the singers... like all Breaks of them go, the fourth wall. Yeah, looks right at the camera and says, our own movie? We'll see. And it doesn't happen. It never I happened. I promise you, it didn't happen. Yeah. This was apparently filmed between their first and second season of making the band because they literally make a comment that they're busy making the season two of the band. Yeah, the we band. were filming the season two. That's why we weren't in a movie. Even yeah. though they in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's a weird wraparound. And yeah. then we get uh, the, po- the, the credits are intercut with what I guess are either deleted scenes, because they're the scenes are a little bit longer. Or, or gag reels. Or, or gag reels. It's hard to tell which. It's, I think it's both. And then those also have little snippets about the characters and what happened afterwards. Yeah. And uh, the bad guy has 
Uh, apparently, he he was he's, convicted of like two life sentences. And yeah, he's in jail for the rest of his life. And apparently. he has to spend the rest of his days avoiding on on his tippy toes, avoiding men with big sticks. <laughs> yeah, that was is, pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Um, and then we cut to uh, the, the 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 apparently the girl Joey, Jack, and Rachel got married. Yeah. And they open an online service that is about called Jack of All Trades. Yeah. Where they trade stocks, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It, wasn't very clear. Wasn't very clear. The nerdy best friend who we never talked about, but he is the biggest dork to ever dorkify dorking. It's this. so dorky that I'm like, that's not realistic. He looks, he, I would push him into the freaking toilets when I was in high school. That's how dork he was. The Revenge of the Nerds guys be like, dude, you You, you know, need to calm down. You are not cool enough to hang with us. So he does say like one of the coolest lines. Which was? Oh, uh, when when his friends, when the bully back at the end of the movie. Right, when the fight happens. Yeah, when the fight movie. happens, he's like, He's like, yeah, we gotta go to cheerleading because, like, his because the Zachary Ty Bryant says, "You guys late for cheerleading practice?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're late for cheerleading practice. We have to practice splits with your girlfriend." And I'm like, "Oh!" oh. <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, this guy's got some balls for freaking doors." Sick burns. And then, sick. of course, Alex kicks his ass. Yeah, Alex kicks his ass in that scene. <laughs> so apparently, he found a girlfriend that we never met and married her, and okay. they. Won a million dollars by being the last survivor on a reality show. I'm guessing it was a survivor joke. Thing. I'm guessing a that survivor was joke because that was pretty big at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, was one of the other ones. Antonio Sabato Jr.'s character opened uh, his late night gentlemen's club or whatever it's called. It, it became an internationally famous. Now you've made me forget what it called. What it was called. Good. You're <laughs> an asshole. Calls about it. Uh, You're an asshole. Yes. But anyway, he apparently became an international success, so it's pretty much everybody did really Gets well. A, oh, Alex starts a singing career. That is what we were going to That's get what I was, like, I thought this was like a backdoor pilot to a solo music, music career. career. No. <laughs> uh, but he, um, pressured by his girlfriend. Yeah, his because girlfriend his girlfriend's like, niece. you should be a... His girlfriend, his girlfriend slash niece. niece. His girlfriend <laughs> niece. <laughs> <laughs> What is up with America and incest? It's so freaking weird to me. <laughs> but uh, his girlfriend niece uh, <laughs> his girl pressures niece. him or pushes him into being... Oh, the, the old lady uh, thing. we got to talk about hers before we get to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hers, hers is, it says, she spent the rest of her days giving to a lot of charities, mostly in ones and fives. Implying <laughs> that she gives them to strippers. Lots of men strippers. Chippendales. Yeah, she, 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 <laughs> she, loves them, she loves them big muscular men. You know, like I said, she was great. She was yeah. actually the best actress in the entire movie. Yeah, she has legitimately emotional scenes. She has I a, actually liked her. The only scene in the movie where I actually felt any emotions is when her beyond her, straight up nostalgia <laughs> or is this or hilarious or confusion <laughs> was her scene where she was describing how she lost her son, mm. and I'm like. I felt that. that was but good. everything else was just confusion and hilarity, I guess. But uh, mostly confusion. Mostly confusion. Uh, the next, uh, then, so then Alex, it turns out, has his own music career. And basically, the end credits for a while Is are his singing. him singing his own, I guess, his own song. I don't know. Which was from the pool scene. Yeah, I've never heard that song before, but I can't verify if it's just for this movie or not. I know. 
because it might have been out and I just didn't hear it. There's a lot of songs in this movie I never he heard. He could have been lip syncing it and it could have been somebody else's famous song. Well, I don't in, know. It's implied that he sang the song originally in a recording studio and then lip synced to his own singing in the pool. Because we see him in the recording studio doing the song and it seems like it's really him singing. And then they intercut that with the scene of him at the pool singing and it's the same but without the, thing the, music is, the beat. But, but the thing is, chronologically, the studio thing happened afterwards. I understand that. What I'm saying is that I think they recorded his audio for the movie. Oh, they recorded his audio oh, and okay. lip sync to it at the pool and then just edited it so that you made it clear I get that, that really saying. was his voice. I get what you're saying. I get Because I know we could tell he was lip syncing. Because you know this movie's just a masterpiece. You yeah. know? It knows how it to really is around. in a one way in my opinion. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it was much it was much funner to watch than I expected. It wasn't better. It, it met my low expectations but, but it was fun at least. The best part of the music video is that they, they do cameos from almost all the scenes you've just seen in the movie including Dwayne Johnson's attack yeah. and getting his ass handed to him by this like Scrawny. buck ten if he's soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in, was, front of, in front of his future uh, niece girlfriend. <laughs> uh, and it's it's so weird. I, I and that's the end of the movie. We let, we watch all the way to the, through the credits. They do have some songs that were obviously the there the was bands clearly gag reel. Like there was cut scenes where he there was a thank you to Donald Trump, which really felt bad. Just, it's just because we saw his hotel in the movie. Yeah, which, he was just being. Remember, this was twenty years ago when he was just a, a annoying reality star, annoying celebrity. Yeah. So anyway, he's uh, it was so there's a thank yous to several places. There's the Florida unit, which he didn't that we were correct because we guessed that it was a swamp they were filming the beach scene. We're like, is that earlier, a swamp? <laughs> and it felt like Florida to me. It looked like. A Florida golf course. That's yeah. literally what it looked like. And it turns out that there was a Florida unit, which leads me to believe that's where that was shot. But this is conspiracy theory, but we think that's where that was. Yeah, this is this movie is amazing. I, I really cannot say enough how confusing and weird this film is. This is so ripe for like YouTube review, and we have heard never heard of this. And no, I, I'm surprised RLM or IHE has not riffed into this yet. I, I'm just Red Letter Media, and I hate everything for those of you that don't know what I'm referring to. But because I love it, it's, it's all the wrong ways. It's, it's a, clearly a cash grab, but it's also not at the same time. It's clearly a passion project and a cash grab mixed together, which. It with combined with the weird choices, like like when the movie becomes a spy thriller for five minutes, when Jack is being chased and is taken by these guys in matching suits and then thrown on a helicopter and <laughs> thrown over the sea, like I'm I was like, like what? what? It's like it's like Mission Impossible for five minutes, and then when the only scene that comes close to that is again in the rest of the movie is the very end of the film when they're breaking into the bad guy's office, and that feels more like Spy Kids. It's just such a weird freaking movie. It's so weird. And it's... the fact that it got a re theatrical release at all. I know it was in Germany, but the fact that it got a theatrical release at all. It's crazy. And the, the cameos... This movie is just crazy. Like, it even says introducing as if he was going to have some sort of acting career. He doesn't have a damn career. Yeah. As it's... far as I know, he has nothing to do with Appar acting right Apparently now. the title is literally Long Shot The Movie. Which is very weird. I, it's just so weird. I, I think it's supposed to be a comedy, but, like, the comedy parts don't work, and yet do at the same time. It's so weird. 
It's PG-13 for some violence. And I guess... Yes, I'm guessing the gun part yeah. and the bat, I mean, the baseball part where the guy goes, uh, uh. Yeah. It's... Uh, I'm pretty movie. sure I've been, I've made worse pain sounds. <laughs> I honestly feel like our, our Dwayne Johnson review has already paid dividends. Because I would never have seen this, this movie. Is, this is a rich... Rich moment rich for moment us. For us, we love so bad they're good movies. I can't wait to get the Southland Tales because that one is insane. I've seen it. Megan hasn't, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh but, goodness! But this movie is is it's just a different kind of like it's different kind of crazy. It, it makes it's not it's not like the Apple, but it's it's not like the Room. The Room is more known by people. Yeah. The room, it's not like the room level of crazy. Yeah, but, but I want people to know more about the apple. The apple is, is a, a really mine. crazy. Yeah, the apple is a really crazy. But musical. it's still a lot of fun. It's a crazy musical movie. It's a so bad it's good musical movie. If you've never seen it, give it a watch. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, it even has <laughs> a blue, it even has a Blu-ray release. <laughs> it's so badly written. But this isn't like, like that level. No, it's not quite. And that it's level. so weird that with so many singing groups in this movie, it's not a musical. No. There's you like would think a, it would be. There's like two musical moments, and one is that beach, like the the beach. Oh my god, the pool scene, mm -hmm. and one is the very end credits. Yeah, and that's it. You would expect it to like the randomly only, break into song at some point. Yeah, no, the never. only scene in the whole movie that has a band doing a band performance is at the basketball game at the end of the movie, and it's and clearly you can't hear it. Yeah, you really? can't hear it, and it's a halftime show. Clearly, yeah. it's a halftime show. And so it's not like the not, camera focuses on it. They keep no, cutting to them dancing and then cutting away to the main characters talking. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like it's clearly not important. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's a cameo, oh. but it's not an important cameo. This, so. this movie is just, it's just brilliant. It's, it's it, a mess. It's, it makes no sense. Yeah. And yet, I love it, and I hate it at the same time. Cause I'm, I'm going to read the back of the box. Okay. Just, just the, the, what they yeah, describe Yeah, read the synopsis, as. I'm going to read the synopsis, just to see what they said about this movie. If you've ever wondered what it would be like to catch all your favorite stars in one movie, here's your chance. With awesome cameos by Innocence, C-Note, O-Town, and LFO, Longshot is a movie like you've never seen before. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> Get ready for hot new music and non-stop stargazing on an unbelievable adventure where two brothers find that when life hands you curveballs, sometimes the best solution turns out to be a long shot. That has no description of the story. Not at all. It, it mentions there are two brothers. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> and all it talks about is the damn cameos. Yeah, because that's what I think people would have bought. This is cameo of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the cameos are legitimately mind-bending. Like some, some of them. them make no damn sense. I still find Dwayne Johnson's character of being the mugger is just so. I get that he wasn't as he's famous then even... as he is now. Yeah. But he was still clearly in this because he's another cameo. The thing is, right. like. Surprisingly, if he was supposed to be a cameo, you would think he would have been listed as The Rock. Yeah. He's not. He's listed as Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, if, the, if it was supposed, if this is supposed to be a comedy, the clear way that scene plays out is The Rock 
or Dwayne Johnson comes out with his switchblade knife, his tiny switchblade knife, says, I want your money now. And then, and then this then guy the kid, just pulls out like karate moves and yeah, just Yeah, karate moves and just on. kicks him, his ass until but it looks so the rock is on the ground like crying. And, and she then, grabs her purse and they go. And they run. And that would be the comedy of it is that the rock turned to be a wimp. <laughs> but in this, he does do a legitimate like a couple moments where you think he's actually going to kick the kid's ass and the kid just wins <laughs> for no real reason. And you're like, wait a minute. She does, and she left her purse behind, so that yeah. guy got paid either way. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> very weird. It also, like, she throws the, the the purse as soon as he demands the money. Yeah. And yet he continues to advance on them for I'm no like, reason. I'm like, you got the money, bro. Yeah, he should just lean down, pick up the purse, and run away. Yeah. The only reason... That would have made more sense as a cameo, too. But no, they had to show him kicking his ass. Because it, it had, he had to look handsome and, and debonair. But she was already clearly into her new uncle boyfriend. <laughs> her new <laughs> uncle boyfriend. When, when he said to her... <laughs> That's the title of this episode, <laughs> Uncle Boyfriend. <laughs> it's just, it's such a it's such a weird movie. It's so weird. I, I really cannot... Dis- like, we're, we're doing as best we can a job, and I swear to God, we've skipped so much weird Yeah, we skipped movie. a lot. You just... There, there's no way to describe this. <laughs> we, the way we described it makes more sense than what actually happens in the movie. Yeah, the- Literally, they cut scenes in between other scenes. So when we're describing something, there's another scene going on at the same time, and they cut to it. Yeah, the writing is all over the map. The tone is all over the map. The editing is all over the map. The cameos are both distracting and laughable, even in scenes where it's clearly supposed to have tension. Yeah. And but it's not like they're all comedy. Lance Bass can't freaking act. Yeah, the only com- the only one that was clearly meant to be comedy is the two in sync guys in the pizza yeah. restaurant. Well, all three of them, I guess. That's the only sick. comedy bit that kinda works and it's still cliche as hell. It's still cliche as hell. And it's only funny because it's in sync doing it. If I know. there was anybody else doing it, I wouldn't care. And the fact that the two leads had never done a movie before and would never do another movie after this. And I want to clarify, neither of them are terrible for their first performance ever. They're not great. They're not great, but for their first performance ever, they're not awful. No. But that's my point. If you're going to have this movie with all these cameos, why isn't one of the members of NSYNC doing this, these parts why, or something? Why is it like, why are they introducing a new actor? Like, Why, why is it Kenny Rogers and Lance Bass as the, as the older, older younger brother or something like That'd that? That'd be hilarious. Yeah, well, that's probably too big an age difference. Yeah, but because he's like, like that. grandpa. <laughs> but, but something like that. Like, yeah. why aren't they, why are there so many music artists in this when there's, it's not a musical. Why are there so many like weird cameos in this movie? When Why is before? Gilbert Godfrey here? Yes. What purpose does? Not like he ever gets a comeuppance. Well, no. He's just a he dick just through makes, the whole movie. He just makes the best joke in the film. Yeah, he's just a dick through the whole film. Um, it's, he doesn't get fired. He doesn't lose his business. He no, just is like, sitting in his living room and makes the best damn joke ever. Yeah. It's just. It's such a weird movie. It's so weird. Like like Megan said, I entered this with exceedingly exceeding. I was expecting to be way more boring. Yeah, exceedingly. And it was a little boring at times, but but even when it was boring, there was a cameo. That was there like, was I something going. There was at least something going on. Yeah. yeah, I can't say this is a movie you will enjoy watching on your own. It was probably very very boring to watch it by yourself. Yeah. But if you out there ever have bad movie nights and you happen to be millennials or at least live through the boy band era you can identify most of these people yeah 
then I would highly recommend this movie. Because yeah. it is a great drinking with your friends, laughing at a movie because mo- movie, it just makes no damn sense. Yeah. Uh, I know we spoil it. Trust me when I say we didn't spoil it enough to ruin the craziness of it. Yeah, sure. It, it, the thing is, this movie is both cliche, like you know what's going to happen, and you also do not know what the hell is going to happen. Because it's like, it, cl- it it breaks itself out of one cliche to a different one. It's yeah. it's weird. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. You're like, you're expecting this, and you're like, oh, that didn't happen. But instead, a different cliche happened. And you're like, what? This this movie is, is comedy gold. I love the fact that the back of the box doesn't even describe the damn movie. <laughs> it just doesn't describe the movie at all. Because <laughs> how could you? <laughs> we can't do it. Crime thriller teen angst movie. It is just so such a weird movie. I I, I am so glad we saw ten this. Ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. I am so glad we saw this. Yeah. I don't think we ever would have stumbled across as if it wasn't for the Dwayne Johnson watch through that we're doing. Like I said, it's completely unnecessary, but if it wasn't for it, we never would have seen yeah, it. So they could have had anybody do it. that cameo, but they specifically used Dwayne Johnson. It would have been more funny if it was one of the NSYNC guys. Yes. It would have made more sense if he won anyway. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, like I said, this whole movie, it's like you can't tell if it's being funny on purpose, but I love it for that. And the cameos, it's just, it's full of nostalgia and stupidity. And, and for that, I have to love it. Uh, this movie <laughs> is it. is so good. It's not the best, so that is a good movie I've ever seen. No, I mean, some people might not even like this, especially no. if you don't care for boy bands at all. If you've never were into the boy band era. If you don't know who the fuck any of these people are. Yeah, and, and you specifically are not in the mood for a So Bad Is Good movie, I would not recommend this. Yeah. But... I would recommend it if you have, if you and your buddies, whoever want, if you were like you're our age. Don't, and, it's okay to admit you like boy bands. Yes. Their songs are fire. Just, <laughs> just don't, don't let your masculinity get in the way of your love and passion. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the point is that if, if you are in a bad mood for a So Bad It's Good movie and you do remember, you have at least fond or fondish memories of NSYNC, O-Town, LFO, Take 5, Britney Spears, or any of the other bands we've mentioned, give this movie a watch. It will make you laugh. And it makes no sense. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, I, I guess, I think we've, we've talked about this enough for yeah, the day. We, we've, uh, we've, we've, we've beaten this long shot. Yeah. <laughs> we took our shot, man. We took our shot at it. Um, we had one shot. <laughs> one chance. <laughs> Sorry. If Eminem had a cameo in this, I would lose it. <laughs> <laughs> lose yourself right there. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that is our, our episode in its uh, finality. Uh, next week we are doing The Scorpion King. I'm uh, excited. Yeah, I remember The Scorpion King fairly fondly. It's it's a dumb movie, but it's, it's fun. It's a fun, dumb movie, and I enjoy it. And it's the first time The Rock... Of course, it has been since... I was early du- double digits since I saw yeah, it. Yeah, it may so. not have aged very well. We'll have to see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but it was also the first movie where Dwayne he Johnson... He was literally the star. He was the star. So we have a lot to talk about in that one regarding That's, his performance. Yeah, and this one we got to talk to him about The Rock for like five minutes. Which... Ironically, the, the best movie, the best performance we reviewed so far of him is his Voyager cameo. Because yeah. he actually had more in that than he, he has. He actually had, like, lines. He had lines. That and, and we more, could understand. And more use of his wrestling moves. His 
his character in Scorpion King is just one line, and it's in an ancient Egyptian, and then he does some some <laughs> physical acting, and which this, is good, good enough. And then in this movie, he's he's on its. He's for basically in extra. Seconds. He's a thirty-five second extra yeah. <laughs> that could. It could have been literally our dog that was in the movie doing the yeah. same part. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's been weird so far. If if I was to rank them, I would actually say the Voyager one is the best. Yeah. Of the three, because he actually the has television, to do. the one television cameo we're going to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I looked up a few playthroughs. Speaking of the Scorpion King, I looked up a playthrough uh, that someone did of uh, Rise of the Acadian, the video game that came out about the same time. It looks terrible, so I have no interest in playing it. No. Uh, however, I have heard that the Spy Hunter game that I mentioned in our pilot episode is legitimately over-the-top, dumb fun. I've heard so, it was pretty terrible, though. I've heard it's terrible, but it's over-the-top, dumb fun that you can so, enjoy it. So I might review that one when we get there. But only if I can dig up some information on what happened to the movie he was supposed to be in. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in any event, uh, that's way down the line. Right now, we are just finishing up our review of Long Shot, the movie. Uh, it, it's it, it's a it's a mind bender, and it's, this isn't for everyone. But for those it's for, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it was for us. I'm we totally are, shoving this down my sister's throat when she visits. <laughs> she's gonna make her sister watch it. Is what that means? Not literally shove it down her throat. Uh, we, Look at this point. <laughs> I don't know if if uh, if her sister's listening to this. I doubt it. But if she ever does, you have four movies you have to watch with us the next time we see you. Uh, the two zombies films, the two zombies films together, <laughs> and long shot. You're gonna watch all four of them, and you're gonna love them all. Uh, on that note, uh, you all, thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be back next week with the Scorpion King. Uh, we are working our way fairly well through this. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm uh, having a lot of fun. Okay, so we will see. I was expecting this to be terrible, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and for anybody out there who's listening, thank you for joining us. We hope you'll join us again here on Rock Starring. Uh, I may come up with a better name, especially when he stops using the term, the name Barack. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, for anyone out there who was interested in my YouTube channel, I haven't been to it in months, but uh, it's called You Barnabas. could probably do that one scene in the channel. <laughs> it's called uh, Barnabas Boxhead uh, is the YouTube performer. I have no presence online. No, she has no presence there. Uh, <laughs> I, it's just me if you're interested in reviewing. Maybe someday it. with Star Trek, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I might be getting as back as a to, new viewer <laughs> I might get back to that channel at some point but for right now like the last video I uploaded was like 8 months ago so it, it'll be a while and uh, again shout outs to uh, uh, Can't Get Enough of Keanu the complete works of Jeff Goldblum and of course Dead Bat for our buddies yeah. uh, John and Kyle and again uh, if um, Rock Talk was the uh, the other Rock uh, reviewing YouTube podcast out there that I found you guys want to watch that too listen to that too go right ahead but we're not to those movies yet yeah uh, i'll probably won't mention them again until we actually get to the films that they started reviewing. yeah so we yeah so we don't know what they've said or anything we so. don't know how good the podcast is i can't promise i just i don't want it to be like people are like well why didn't you mention them you clearly stole their idea i didn't know they existed until yeah. i decided to look up titles for yeah. my particular version of the rock show yeah. And uh, it turns out that someone already did this, but it was a year ago. They covered. Sorry. They covered a lot of the television shows that we're not going to cover. They covered a lot of movies that we haven't gotten to yet, and it was a year ago that they stopped. So I don't feel that bad about it. Yeah. Besides, it's us having fun while we're on lockdown. Uh, thank you again for visiting us. I hope you come back. And uh, until then, uh, have fun. Mm-hmm. Good night. Goodbye.